Hello, and welcome to the e-commerce evolution podcast, where we bring you the best of what's new and what's next in e-commerce. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And our mission with this show is to interview the top merchants, the top marketers, and the experts shaping the e-commerce industry. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by Zipify and their flagship app, Zipify Pages. Zipify Pages is an e-commerce sales funnel and landing page builder that seamlessly integrates into your Shopify store. Just start with one of a growing list of templates and then customize and go. These templates are created by my friend and eight-figure e-commerce store owner, Ezra Firestone. Each template is built with proven conversion elements, but also features a simple drag and drop editor. So you can truly make these pages your own. So you can customize and tweak and test and create some awesome landing pages and sales funnels. So check out all the details, sign up for the beta at zipify.com. My guest today is Ryan Stuman, the hardcore closer. I'm so excited about this episode and what we're going to dive into. So Ryan, man, thank you so much for joining the show, and how's it going? I'm excited to be here. Brett's going awesome. It's a beautiful day. I had an awesome weekend. I mean, like like a weekend for the history books, so uh, just <laughs> a, like a good time in life, not not business-related, but I had an awesome weekend. It's Monday. We're already rocking it here uh, at, at work, so dude, everything, I can't complain right this minute. I love it. I love it. I, I've really trained my team. My team knows when I come in on Monday morning, I am fired up. And Monday is one of my favorite days because I, I feel like Monday, the week is still full. You know, you can be totally optimistic. You're thinking about what can be accomplished. I just, I love Mondays. Yeah, me too. Friday's my day off. So Monday's like game day for me. Sweet, sweet. So you kind of threw out that teaser. I'm just, just curious. Do you want to talk anything about the weekend? Quick 15, 30 seconds on, on the epic weekend. Yeah. So the UFC was in town and uh, for their event here in Dallas. And I got to hang out at like Dana White's table. Like he had bottle service at a local bar. I got to no meet him way. and hang out with him. And like, you know, and then I, uh, I went and talked to some of the fighters the next morning at the UFC where the hotel they put everybody up at. They, uh, they put a bunch of fighters in a room and I got to give them like the, you know, go out there and kick some ass and don't blow your money speech. <laughs> and, uh, and then all the dudes that I talked to one and two of the dudes that I talked to one fight of the night. Wow. So it was like a, it was a pretty cool experience. Like, Dana White gave me the tickets to go sit and do, it was just like a, a truly crazy week. I'm, I wasn't even, I'm not like a fight fan. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I didn't, I think that's why they like me. Cause they're like, this dude's not a stalker. He's not over here reciting our stats, telling us how to fight and shit being an archer. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons they like me, but it was cool hanging out with all those people. But Friday night, that was Saturday. That, that was late Friday night. And then Saturday, like middle evening, I met this David Goggins. I don't know if you've read the book living with the seal, no. uh, but he, by Jeff Greer book, but he went to uh, stand up, Joe Rogan stand up with us. And like, this dude was like in Marcus Luttrell's uh, seal team. And like, they killed hundreds of people. Like he's a complete badass. He did like 4,200 chin ups and, and 24 hours and ran a hundred miles, in, like 19 hours. He's known as like the world's fittest athlete. Wow. And, uh, and I got to hang out with watching laugh my ass off Joe Rogan. So it's good times this weekend for sure. That's uh, man. You, you were not lying about that being an epic weekend. That's phenomenal. And I, I love, I've never been a huge fight fan either. I grew up watching basketball, football, but much respect for fighters. I don't think anybody has to be more disciplined or in better shape than those guys. I heard a, heard a, an MMA guy speak at a men's conference recently. The guy was just phenomenal. I mean, the amount of training they have to go through, the 
the mental preparation, the mental toughness they have to have. It's, it's, it's pretty insane. Yeah. My buddy, uh, Alan Belcher, he's a, a friend of mine and he had a, a couple of guys that were in the fight. That's how it all happened is I met up with him at the bar and, and, uh, he, he trains MMA fighters. So he, and he used to fight in the UFC as well. But so that was how it all started. It was a good times for sure. I'm still running on fumes from that. <laughs> I, bet, I bet that that is awesome. So you've got this name, the hardcore closer, right? And, and, and what's interesting. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how some of the hardcore closer principles work for e-commerce and, and all the aspects of the business that an e-commerce entrepreneur runs from better landing pages, better videos, even, you know, some sales tips. Cause I know there are people out there that are in sales. I believe every business owner is in sales to a certain degree. So we're going to dive into that, but how did you become the hardcore closer? If you could give us like the, you know, the 30 to 90 second, uh, version of that. I, I just really, I started out in the hardcorecloser.com was just my blog. And people started calling me that. And I was like, well, that's kind of a cool nickname. That wasn't what I intended. I intended it to be just like a brand, you know, where anybody could be like the hardcore closer. I didn't want to be the guy. I wanted to be Ryan from hardcorecloser.com. But anyway, that's not what worked out. And people started calling me that. And I was like, well, if I turn down this nickname, they're going to give me a shitty nickname. And then I'm just going to be like some stupid guy for the rest of my life. I'm just going to stick with this one. (laughs) And so that's how that kind of happened. But it wasn't my intention to become known as the hardcore closer. It was my intention to educate other people to turn them into hardcore closers and not like in a pushy, mean way, but you know, someone that's closing through the internet and through email and through uh, direct mail and in person and on stage and from a webinar and in a video, like someone that is hard, a hardcore closer, someone that can make sales across all platforms, no matter what it is they sell. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you look at the fitness world, this idea of hardcore has a very positive connotation. I know in some circles it may not, but, but being hardcore just means being tough, being good, you know, uh, being, being a pro, that type of thing. Yep. So, uh, very cool. So, and talk about this. I know, I know you're friends with Russell Brunson. He's a mutual friend of ours. He and I launched a product a number of years ago. Great guy. He actually just launched a new book. He's going to be on the podcast as well pretty soon. But, you know, he talks about the value of creating a persona like you did and, and, and yours maybe was a little bit on accident. Uh, but but talk about how, how valuable do you think it is to create this memorable persona? And do you think that applies to e-commerce as well? Uh, I, a couple of things, you know, Russell and I have uh, I've known him for about three, two or three years now. And we worked together a couple of years ago. And so I've been to his house and, and hung out with him in person numerous times. And, and, uh, the, the things that you see him doing now, I, I'm, you know, a lot of that comes from, uh, the things that I set him up with, you know, I've taught him a lot about how we've done our things. You know, if you'll look, notice his, uh, click funnels account, you know, their Facebook thing is huge now and they're driving a lot of people there. The thing is, Russell's a lot better at this stuff <laughs> than I am. Some of it. So very good. Very I good at execution. Like persona and stuff. I don't, I don't have to get into character and stuff like he does. I'm, I'm, I'm already this, this person and everything else. But at the same time, he has uh he has a lot more, he's more detail oriented than I am, but we have spent a lot of times me, me helping him build the the whole following and us versus them and all the stuff that you see him doing right now. And then he's helped me, you know, with, with webinars and stage selling and, and, you know, the automation things behind the scenes. So it's, it's been a really good uh, relationship, but I, I have a, uh, a client that is in e-commerce. And, uh, so I, and I'm friends with Tanner Larson and, and, uh, I, I know Trey Llewellyn in person and I've met him a couple of times. So I, I'm pretty, you know, familiar with a lot of the things that go on in the, in the e-commerce world. And y- your sales is no different selling women's shoes online or t-shirts through Shopify or whatever it is, paintings. It's, it's all sales and sales. 
you know, and I think that's what makes somebody a hardcore closer is if you can, you know, if you could sell your t-shirts in person, but then you can also sell them through Instagram ads, but through a Shopify store. I think that's what makes somebody a good salesman if they can do it all across all levels. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Can, can you maybe share a couple of like the biggest mistakes you see? So, and maybe gear this more towards language. So, you know, if someone's creating this sales page trying to sell women's shoes or, 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 you know, the latest golfing gadget or whatever, or if someone's in person and you know, what, what are some of the mistakes you see when it comes to language and and things that keep people from actually selling? Well, I think there's three key things to, especially in your world, we'll just keep it for the e-commerce world. Like I think there's three key things that you need in order to make the sale. And if you're not making sales, it's one of these three things that you're missing. Uh, Number one is the offer. And people tend to discredit the offer. They're like, I have T-shirts for sale. But isn't it, I have amazing, one-of-a-kind, fitted, soft cotton T-shirts for sale for today only. Isn't that a lot better than I have T-shirts for sale? And and so that's something to think about. Oftentimes, it's your your offer. It's like how to get your hands on this, you know, soft cotton, super nice, extra large T-shirt without having to pay shipping or handling or even having to, you know, order something else, right? Like give them something they want without taking something they don't want. Uh, from them. So in other words, you get a free t-shirt, but without having to, you know, take a minute long survey or whatever it is. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is the audience. Oftentimes people can have the best offer in the world, you know, and then they have the wrong audience. And that's a big, that's a big part of sales. You can be the greatest salesperson in the world. You could be the best Lamborghini salesperson in the world. But if you're talking to me, I'm not interested. I don't have the money to buy it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, that's not my thing. You could be the greatest Lamborghini person in the world, but if I don't have an interest in buying it, there's nothing I can do for you. So your audience is super important. Uh, you know, you could be the greatest Honda salesperson in your life, but if you keep talking to people in front of the Rolls Royce dealership, you're never going to make sales. You could, and, and so on and so forth. So you've got the offer and the audience. And then the third part is the technology. And I think the technology piece is the easiest, especially for those of you doing e-commerce, your technologies, Amazon, Shopify, uh, you know, you're, maybe you've got some kind of personal infusion soft store that you've set up or whatever the case may be. But the technology is usually the easiest part. But if you know you've got a dead on offer and you're in front of the right audience, you know, if you're offering the best baby product on the planet to people that recently had babies and they're not buying, then the chances are it's your technology broke. But if you'll focus on nailing those three things, which the offer is the hardest part, the audience is probably the most important part. And then the technology is the easiest part, but without the technology, you'll never be able to, you know, obviously sell your stuff, deliver the leads, be able to create the follow-up sequences and everything else that you need these days in order to remind people that they wanted your stuff to begin with. Yep. And I 100% agree because if you have a, a decent offer to the right audience, that will work. If you have a killer offer to the wrong audience, that won't work. So I agree. Audience is most important. And, and I also, I see this all the time in e-commerce. People don't put enough energy, thought, time, or attention into the offer and, you know, that unique selling proposition, but also, you know, what, what do you do to get people to take action now? You know, that, that type of thing. So, um, and, and actually maybe we could touch on that just briefly, because I know you're good at getting people to take action and take action right away. So what are some of the, the tactics, some of the principles you use to get someone off the fence and, and taking action? Well, I'll read you this today. I've, I've made $7,400 so far from a Facebook post that I made, uh, this morning. Not bad. And not bad. it's, yeah, not bad. And it's, it's a little over noon here. It's one thirty, one forty-five at this time. So, 
right here. And I'll just read it to you. It won't be valid by the time your audience hears it. So it's not like it's an active offer or anything like that, but I'll give you an idea exactly how I, I position it. it says here in about two hours, I'll be doing my 179th motivational Monday speech to our tribe, our most elite clients. I've been doing these since 2012. We didn't even start numbering them until late 2013. So in reality, there's around 200 of these things that I've done. Each week I give these speeches, then we archive them in a tribe only public site that are in a tribe only membership site that is never public. And uh, no one outside of our tribe gets to listen to them. I've kept these calls a secret this entire time and have never sold any of them or turned them into a product or any of that. I've simply made them a resource for our tribe members. Today and today only, I'm going to offer you a chance to get your hands on a few of these recordings at a stupidly low price. First, let's talk about what's in the calls. Number one, how to structure sales pitches. The second one, top sales strategies. Number three, scripts for following up on leads. Number four, marketing, top marketing strategies. Number five, systemization. Six, the ultimate funnel. Seven, sales content that closes. And number eight, managing your priority. These are eight of my favorite Motivational Monday calls out of all the ones that I've done. Out of 179, I picked these eight for a reason. These eight one-hour calls cover all the foundations that you need in building a massive sales machine. To be a member of the tribe, the price is 30 grand per year. We do 52 of these calls each year, plus other trainings, and I've never tried to put a price on them, but let's say that they are worth $250 each. By my math, that is $2,000 worth of training you're about to get your hands on. Even if you listen to one call a week, that's eight weeks and eight hours of content. I usually charge $20,000 to spend eight hours with a client. Clearly, you can now see the value at $2,000, but that's not what you can get your hands on it today. Yes, this is a sales pitch. What else did you expect? But you can have all eight trainings, plus I'll throw in the videos of me speaking live on stage for just 197 today only. All I ask is that you be patient with us. Once you pay, you will get the links, but it usually takes us a minute due to the influx of people buying just like you. All you have to do is send us our money at, and there's a, a PayPal link there. And it says this isn't some fancy program or something with an elaborate sales page. It's simply some low key links that we don't let others usually get their hands on, but you can get them today. But this post comes down tonight. These audios will change your mind. And you know, when you change your mind, you change your life. So you can see I littered that thing with scarcity and with the perception of value, right? Did you pick some of those things? Absolutely. Out of yeah. Scarcity was all over, but also it was kind of the, you know, get going behind the curtain, getting into this you know, secret society, um, to, to get stuff that really you, you shouldn't have access to. Exactly. And that could be like, you know, for commerce people, that could be like the hookup on, you know, women's shoes, or that could be the hookup on designer jeans or like awesome entrepreneur t-shirts. Like it could be that same thing. It's like, Hey, normally if you go to Nordstrom's, a pair of jeans is $500 million a piece, right? It's like, but with us, we get jeans, the same quality. They're twice as good, but our jeans are $50, right? So what we'll do is we'll throw in a set of 10 jeans. Cause why just sell $50 jeans? Why not be like, you can get 10 jeans today for the price. You can get one from Nordstrom's and they come in all these sizes. Just tell us what size it is and we'll send them to you. Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, I've seen some other, some retail stores, physical retail stores do things like uh, closed door sales or VIP exclusive sales where maybe it's after hours or something like that. Only you can only get in by invite only, but it's crazy deals. I, I think you could do the same thing online. And, and to me, I think a lot of e-commerce companies fail to create like this VIP group, this, this group of people that they value and treat differently and make special and that type of thing. Um, but, but then, you know, as you kind of get that going, then you can invite other people to be a part of the, the VIP group. So uh, really interesting. And it sounds like that post was working quite well. Yeah. And, and I think even with uh, e-commerce, you know, what's popular right now are pop-up stores. So this morning, 
I go to CrossFit five days a week. And uh, this morning in the process of trying to kill me, I noticed that in the corner, the coaches were setting up like they were from somewhere else. Obviously, it said New Jersey on their license plate. But the coaches were like moving stuff in and these people set up a shop where they were selling like, you know, wristbands and armbands and headbands and T-shirts and shoes and stuff like that. They just like had it pulled it out of a trailer They just set up like a pop up shop right there inside our uh, right inside our, our box, right? Our gym. And I think e-commerce people could do the same thing on people's websites and not be it like a pop up ad. But, you know, just like be that while people are reading an article about women's shoes, for example, just go back to that example, like people read an article about women's shoes. Why wouldn't you have the pop up sale right there and the hookup on women's shoes? Yeah, I think, you know, I, the guy that came to me with the problem that he was stuck with is uh, the, yeah, I work with him still. His name's Ryan Nichols. And the, the thing that he was stuck with was he had like one source of traffic, which was Amazon to get rid of this stuff. And I opened his eyes to all these other sources of traffic that you can put out there because he does wholesale. So like he buys it wholesale, puts it online for retail. And so I hooked him up with a bunch of other traffic sources that he could use just to get in front of people. Cause that's really all it is. Like you, uh, you have something, you build the value, whether it's e-commerce or digital products or whatever you're selling, you have something that's value and there's a desire there. It's just a matter of getting in front of the right people. Yep. Yep. And building up the value. I love the idea of the pop-up shop and, and I'm seeing this. I actually saw an article recently. Zappos is doing that now. So one of the biggest online sellers in the world, now part of Amazon, but Zappos now is doing these little pop-up shops around the country mm-hmm. and they're, they're doing something really smart. They're actually partnering with the Humane Society as well. So it's like, come and look, you know, shop shoes and jackets and stuff and, you know, rescue a puppy while you're here. And so there's a uh, great social media buzz around that. And they're you know, posting pictures of the cute puppies and, and the deals and all that stuff. But I think this idea of the pop-up shop too, and, and someone, you know, if you got Shopify as an example, you can do, you know, face-to-face selling and of course selling online. So I think that is a, that is a really interesting concept. The, uh, the idea of the pop-up shop. Yeah. And they're cool. They're like trendy, you know, so why not like, uh, capitalize on something that's already trendy. Yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, let's, let's talk, we're going to move kind of rapid fire through several other topics. So I got a lot I want to cover and I want to pick your brain for our audience as much as we can. Let's talk about videos. So I'm a huge fan of video demos, you know, product videos. We, we utilize them on YouTube and with paid ads and all kinds of stuff, but I, I know you are really good at video selling. What tips would you give someone for, for how to make a great video? So let's, let's think of like a product demo video, but what are some tips you could give to make that video really sell? Yeah, well, you know, I've made 1,291 videos so far on YouTube since 2008. So I got a little practice. Yeah, and that's not counting Facebook Live videos or or that's just what's on YouTube. So, uh, and that's because YouTube's the only one that keeps track. You know, I, I don't have time to go count what else on Facebook on top of that. But it's safe to say that I've done a lot of them. And if I had a product to sell, let's say that I was selling T-shirts Uh, I would treat it as if it was a commercial that came on TV. Like right now, YouTube ads are great and uh, they're, they're cheap. A lot of people don't know how to use them. And so they're, they're missing the mark. I mean, it's wide open. We're, we're loving it right now. And if I sold a physical product, I would have people that looked really, really good at my physical product. If if I was selling hoverboards, I would have tricksters that made it look easy. If I was selling t-shirts, I would have dudes that are ripped. If I was selling bikinis, I would have like the hottest looking chicks, what like every chick wishes she looks like when she saw herself in the mirror. If I had, if I was selling skateboards, I'd have the coldest riders out there and I would treat it just like it was a TV commercial. 
You know, it's like, hey, you, do you fantasize about being able to do kickflips? Yeah, me too. This board's the board that allows the rookies that have no experience to do kickflips within the first 24 hours, right? Like just sell that dream to them. A lot of people, they try to make these videos like the damn slap chop guy, which he, he sold a lot of that stuff, but really it's because he was demonstrating how good he was with the product, not so much the words that he was using. You ignored that this guy wouldn't shut up during the presentation because you're like, damn, did he just cut those fries that easy? Man, I was over here trying to peel this potato for two hours last night. Right, right. And so the same thing can be said. You can follow that model without having to have that obnoxiously, you know, lurking pitch man, like the, the, the weird rapist that ended up being the slap chop guy. But so you don't have to like have that dude, but you can still demonstrate your product. And the, and the basis is, is like, Hey, do you wish that you did this? Awesome. This is what this does. Let us help you with that by taking your money. I love, I love the simplicity. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong in, in the selling is either they try to be too funny or too cute or too clever rather than just like going straight for the biggest benefit and making it clear and making it compelling and making it easy to say, okay, I, I, I want that and, and I can get that. You have to find the trigger. I, I'll give you like the best example of video sales is like Squatty Potty. And so this dude goes on a shark tank and he pitches it. Lori Griner, the lady from the Home Shopping Network, like picks up the contract and they pay the Coen brothers to write this ad. The Coen brothers, they're like some of the top marketers out there. It's a huge firm. And so they write this. That's ad the Har- the Harmon the- brothers, I believe. The Harmon brothers. Harman, Co- sorry. Yeah, yeah Coen sorry. brothers are the movie directors. The, yeah. the movie guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. Thank you for correcting me. And so they uh, they write this ad and they look for the trigger. They're like, okay, so how are we going to convince people that they need a stool to prop up while they're like using the bathroom? And how are we going to do it without like making it really like dirty and and like low ball and low class? So they discover that there's like this kink in your colon. Right. And so like if they show how like the human body, if you're sitting a certain way, then it kinks the colon. And that was the trigger. So they they focus people's like, hey, you didn't even know you're having this problem. But here's why this problem exists. And they showed it to him right there. And immediately, like 38 million people went, oh, well, that explains a whole lot. That was easy. And the next thing you know, everybody's propping their feet up, taking a poop now. You yep, know? yep. Things flying off the shelf. And that's it. Yeah. Tremendous <laughs> example. Yeah. And actually, I, I mentioned this on, on a couple podcasts ago, but a good client of ours, Camp Chef, they sell uh, barbecue grills and camp ovens and things like that. They just had the Harmon Brothers create a video for one of their new products called the Woodwind Grill. It's a it's a pellet, wood pellet smoker. And uh, it's it's phenomenal. They they created this persona, the grill God. So the grill God is like the star of this video, but anyway, you got to watch it. It's, it's hilarious, but they, like they always do with their videos. It really sells, man. It's got, it just, it convinced by the time you're done, you're like, I want to cook meat just like that. That's phenomenal. (laughs) Um, cool. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about webinars just really quickly. I know you worked with Russell on webinars and I know you do a lot of that. But I, I could see there being some webinar uh, plays being useful for e-commerce, especially for high end or if your product needs some education or some demonstration. But any any webinar tips or how to's that you have? Yeah. So this is how you should be treating webinars if you're going to do them. So we don't do a whole lot of them. Do we have periods where we go through them or whatever? But I like to keep things pretty fresh. And, and so we don't do a whole lot of webinars like I've probably done maybe 25 or 50 of them. But here's what the the thing that I know uh, about webinars. First of all, it's got to be something that's exciting to keep people's attention. So if you're selling something that's low end, it's probably not going to work that well. But you think you have to think of a webinar is it like this. So one time I went over to like a friend's sister's house 
And she's like, yeah, come over. We're going to have a chef cook us dinner. We're all just have a good time and drink wine. And I'm like, sounds awesome, right? Well, I show up over there and the chef is like the chef for some multi-level marketing company. (laughs) And he's got this little machine that like- Cookware sales, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's got this little machine that turned like potatoes into chocolate pie. It was the coolest thing ever, right? And so- uh, and he had it down, man. He was like the slap chop guy. And he's like, well, what you do is you turn okra and boom, you've got chocolate marshmallows. Like, how the hell did you do that? And anyway, so uh, this guy's doing all this stuff, right? Well, like, uh, obviously, a lot of people bought from him that were there, right? I don't cook. So I'm like, well, <laughs> you got the right offer. It's the wrong audience, bro. <laughs> so, but but the other, there was like maybe 10 people there and like four or five of them probably bought whatever it was that he was selling. So I would treat my stuff the same way. It's like you in, in, invited people over uh, the, I would treat my webinars the same way. It's like you invited people over uh, for something nice that, you know, I didn't leave there going, damn it. They pitched me. I left there going, man, if I cooked, I'd probably buy that thing, but I don't cook, you know, <laughs> like I just don't. And so that's what you want from the webinar too, is like to invite them over to enjoy something nice. And it may be like, you may sell something that's high end. Let's say you sell those grills for 1200 bucks you might be able to give them a free spatula for showing up. Yeah, I love it. I think it's, I think that's exactly the way that I would want to use it is, you know, again, you go back to that. Who's your VIP audience? Who, who are, who are you, you know, your, your absolute target audience, invite them, get them to invite other people as well. But to use the, the grill example, you know, what if you brought in a, a top chef who really was a top chef and have them give, you know, these are my top five grilling secrets. You know, we're only giving these to our VIPs. This is not open to the public come and listen to these five tips. And then, and then, yeah, at the, at the end of that, then talk about some new products you're releasing or some, you know, some new gadgets or whatever. I love the free gift idea too. That's, that's phenomenal. So I think to me, I think webinar selling is a really under leveraged tool that, that some e-commerce merchants should take advantage of. So that, that's great. Uh, one of the things that, that intrigued me, and I know we got a couple more things and, and getting a little bit short on time, but you talk about getting in the sales state of mind and, like I mentioned at the top of the show, I, I think every business owner has to sell at some point, right? You've got you to gotta sell a vendor, you got to sell an investor, you have to sell someone on your idea. We're selling all the time. We're trying to sell our products. But how do you get in the right sales state of mind? Because I think doing that first can help if you're writing copy or going into a meeting or getting ready to record your video or whatever the case may be. So, so how do you recommend people get in that state of mind? Well, you know, as strange as it sounds, music helps a lot. Right. If you're listening to slow, easy, chill music, you're probably not going to go in there feeling confident. I like to listen to hardcore rap, man. I get some future or some some like Jay-Z or it's like this morning I was listening to Tori's Big. Those guys, like I know that they say a lot of stuff people may not agree with. They're talking about crack and all that stuff. But the the thing is, they they really say some encouraging stuff. I know some of it sounds really stupid. I'm not talking about going and listening to like the booty music, stuff like that. But some of these things these guys are talking about, they came from nothing. They came from like extreme poverty and crisis and no father and, and all these like terrible surroundings in the projects. And they, they just grinded their ass off. And now they can buy these cars and they go on these jets and they talk to you about how awesome they are in their music or whatever. And to me, that's like motivational, right? It's like showing me like so many people can look at it and go, oh, all he's talking about is like a bunch of illegal stuff. But like this dude's saying that, hey, man, even in America doing illegal stuff, I'm doing everything that I can in order to make it out here. And I, so I, I listen to that. And first of all, the beats and stuff are good. But at the same time, I think, man, I got it so much better than these dudes have or had it ever in their life. And if I just like this just fires me up that if these dudes can come from where they come from, I'm going I can come from where I come in, from and do the same thing and. And so that's like a huge part of it is music. The second part of it is confidence. 
You know, like if you don't like what you're selling, you shouldn't be selling it first of all, but there should be a level of confidence when you uh, go and you talk to somebody, you should feel that they need your stuff, right? You shouldn't be talking to them if not, right? Like, you know, if you sell shoes and that person ain't got no shoes, you know, they need your so change. Shoes will change their life, but you have to be in that mindset. If you don't believe, then they won't believe either. Yeah, I love it. Love it. I, and it was interesting. You, you mentioned rap. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tony Robbins listens to rap as well. Like when he's working out and stuff like that's his. Tony's always trying to be like me. I don't know what's up with that <laughs> yeah. guy. He, 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 didn't <laughs> min, he didn't mention that specifically, but I think that's what he meant. I think that's what he was <laughs> meaning by that. So uh, it's great, man. And I, and I think it is important to get in the right. I know it is. You know, before you sit down and, and pick up the phone and make a call, before you sit down and write copy, before you write an email, like getting in the right frame of mind. I don't know you need to listen to rap every t- every time you do that, but but getting into the right frame of mind at the beginning of the day, I think, makes uh, a ton of difference. So uh, let's talk well, about. Let me say this real quick. Sorry to interrupt, but like yeah. maybe maybe it's not rap for some of these people. Maybe it's a TED talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a Gary Vee video. Maybe it's a Ryan Stuman video for some of you. You know, you have to go over to my website. I got plenty of stuff that'll say to either piss you off or fire you up. You can make a decision, you know, <laughs> but maybe it's something like that that does it for you, too. Yeah, I love that. I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. He's uh, uh, super smart, totally relate to a lot of what he says. And uh, yeah, so I think you find that trigger for you. You you pay attention to that, get you in the right frame of mind and and I, everything becomes easier. You know, kind of get in the zone and, and, and things get a lot easier, which is great. Um, let's talk about this. Let's talk about uh, follow-up emails. And so this is something where I think our audience could use tips here, whether it's an automated sequence where they're following up and trying to get someone to buy something else. Or I know you help people with email sequences, getting them to buy the first time. But any, any email follow-up tips that you can share? Uh, yeah, well, every email should end with them, uh, two things with them waiting on your next email and them with a call to action. And so what we do when someone opts into our list, we hit them pretty hard for five days, like with excited, sometimes twice a day during that five day period with exciting stuff, you know, like every, we're always like making, making exciting to be in our, our inner circle. Uh, one of the things that, that Russell and I worked together on that I learned a lot of things from him. One of the things he learned from me was like what, what I call like ethical cult building, you know, where we're building a following. And I don't mean that as like, you know, I'm going to ask people for 10% of their income in the afterlife. Like, I don't mean anything like that. I mean, like, yeah, it's you know, like, building, like building a tribe, building a community, right? We are, we creating a, a true strong community, a culture. And, and so, uh, you know, I think that when you, when you, first introduce somebody to a cult, what you got to do is you got to teach them the language. We're going to say the internet marketing is a cult. We have different language. We have conversion, PPC, FBA. It's like we got different language than everybody else. So one of the first things you got to do in order to make somebody feel comfortable in your cult is you got to get them acclimated with the language. So that's what I like to teach first. I like to drop some of our crazy language stuff so that they're like, what the hell does that mean, man? What is all this about? And it just draws them in from there. One of the like examples of language that we use is kangaroos, right? So like if you don't buy stuff from us, we call you a kangaroo because kangaroos arms aren't quite long enough to reach in their back pocket where their wallet should be, but they got plenty of length of arms <laughs> to stuff a bunch of free shit in their pouch, nice, right? Nice, and so hilarious. we're like, these people that don't buy stuff, they're not window shoppers. They're not tire kickers. They're kangaroos. They hop in here, they take a bunch of free shit, put it in their pouch and hop on out, right? 
And so like we start indoctrinating them with our language. Another example for us is Harold. Harold is like the dude that works in accounting. When you work in sales, the accounting department's always tripping or HR is always tripping over some BS that you're up to, right? It's like, how do you make that much money? Or did you tell somebody what you told them or make an over promise or whatever? Like those department is always, it's like internal affairs for cops. It's like HR for salespeople. And, and so we call those people Harold, like Harold down in HR again, you know? So we just have like these little insider language uh, that we use that creates it like, Hey, I belong. Here's the, the, the I, I know those same words, you know? And that's what we do with the emails is we indoctrinate them into that language so that they start to feel like they belong. Yeah. My, my good friend, Austin Bronner, he was on the podcast a while back. He talks about the same thing, like getting this and, and he calls it the same thing in indoctrination sequence where yep. it's all about, let's show people why we're different, how we're different, why our culture is different and our customers are different. And, and you just you paint the whole thing. So people say, you know what, I, I want to be like that. And I want to be a part of that. And, and yeah, I love the, the fact that you're teaching people language that makes them feel like, Hey, I'm, 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 I'm in Ryan's group, man. I'm, I'm like Ryan. So that that's cool. So you leave them wanting the next email and taking action. How do you typically do that? Well, think about it. You're reading the first email from me and you're like, kangaroos are hilarious. I wonder what this moron's going to say tomorrow. Right. And you can't help it. And then you get an email headline from you and it's like four days later and it's like buy or die. You're like, I've wanted to say that to people my entire life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I just keep it, keeping it, but I'm kind of a natural jokester anyway, which a lot of people in sales are funny people anyway. And so I'm kind of a natural jokester and, and I present my emails and this may not work well for everybody else, but I present my emails as if like, I, I'm like your older brother. I just put my arm around you. I'm like, listen here, little brother, let's talk about this. So these damn kangaroos, they just hop up in here. And I'm just, I just like make it seem really natural as if, you know, it's like people, when they come and they buy stuff from us or they come to our events or whatever, they feel like they truly know me. And oftentimes they, sometimes they know shit that I'd already forgot about. It's like, oh yeah, that did happen. That is cool. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. And and so when you're, when you're looking at, you know, email subject lines, cause that's obviously a huge part of getting these things opened, arguably the biggest, the biggest factor uh, other than maybe your, your name who's sending it. But any, any tips then for, for creating that, that subject line. I love, I love your conversational nature with the way you're presenting things in the email. Any subject line tips? You know, uh, I like to follow Ben Settle and, uh, there's an, you can go to like emailplayers.com, I think. And uh, he's a friend of mine. I subscribed to his newsletter, but he sends an email out every day. And he always has, uh, he talks a lot about headlines and, uh, another place that I like to go for headlines is I, I like to see, uh, what is popular on sites like Entrepreneur and Inc. and Success and all the usual suspects, even CNBC or whatever, and whatever popular topics are trending, I'll put a spinoff on those on my email, email subject lines. Let's say today that like, you know, Facebook stock is up 5%. Then I'll be like, Facebook stock's up 5%, but I made, uh, you know, 10,000% ROI last year. Here's how, right? Nice, nice. Yep. So that, that kind of goes back to the, uh, joining the conversation in someone's head, right? I don't remember who I heard that from first, but that's kind of that, that mindset. I mean, if, if it's already trending and it's already something that the big sites are willing to talk about, you might as well use it. And that's what makes you relevant too. If you like Ben Settle taught me this, like if you truly, now there's some things you can automate, but when you're sending out stuff like that, if you're sending out in real time too, they're like, Oh shit, this is a real person that's really sending me an email, not just some like, you know, bot that's out there spamming me, right? It just, it's completely different when your stuff's up to date. 
not just some canned thing that was written years ago and is just now being regurgitated and the recent online. Exactly. Yeah. And see, I write blog posts. Like one, my big talent is writing very prolific writer. I got five best selling books. I got 1500 blog posts that I put together out there. I mean, it's, I write for Forbes entrepreneur, like all this stuff. So writing's my thing. And so my whole thing is I write blog posts. Therefore I got a reason to get back in front of my email list. Right. If I write a blog post and it's like, Hey, I got something else for you. And my blog posts are all designed to sell bottom line. And so it just gives me an ability to say, Hey, I made something really cool for you. And I'm like, Oh, check it out. A blog post from Stuman. Oh, damn it. He sold me something else again. I guess my <laughs> life's about to get better. Yep. Yep. But people, people love that. And they say, man, I want to, I want to learn to sell like Stuman sells. And now that I've read this blog post, okay, now I'm on the hook. I want to buy this, this thing that he's, he's selling as well. Awesome. So, so Ryan, someone listening, they're, they're thinking, man, I like this guy. I want to dig into more of the content. What's, what's the best way for someone to connect with you, start following you, starting to get, starting to get indoctrinated into your uh, way of doing business? Yeah. So uh, go over to hardcorecloser.com and uh, just sign up. You can check out the blog. Like I said, over at that site, there's uh, like 1500 blog posts, you name it. I don't care what it is you sell, you name it. There's something written about it. Somehow you can use it to improve your business. So go to hardcorecloser.com, get on my email list, watch how I sell stuff by all means, buy stuff. That's awesome. That's highly encouraged. And, uh, and, and just enjoy all the content that's over there from there. You can find my social media and all that stuff, but really the best place for you to get anything coming from me is get signed up over at hardcorecloser.com. That's awesome. And, and I, I'm a huge believer in, you know, if you want to be better at writing email copy, sign up and watch a guy that, that dominates with his email copy. So go to Hardcore Closer, get on that list, check it out. Uh, Ryan, man, this has been phenomenal. Thank you for this. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, really insightful as well. So we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, Brett. I really appreciate it. All right, man. Awesome. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of, less of. Give us some feedback. As always, we'd love a, a review on iTunes. And with that, until next time, thank you for tuning in. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.